you today? I'm very well today, Eileen. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. Not bad at all. Um, today we're going to be. It's a double bill. We've got two two um, guests. Two for the price of one. Yeah, and two sessions with the mystery voice questions. So that's amazing. Well, maybe not amazing, but <laughs> slightly interesting. <laughs> and we're looking at volunteering. Yes, a very important part of the work that we do is um, uh, involving volunteers in a lot of our projects. Which ties in really nicely with, some of our listeners may remember that we've made reference to the five ways to well-being approach um, in earlier episodes. And one of the five ways to well-being is called giving or give to others. So this is something that's seen as very beneficial. It has a double edge to it in that the person who's obviously on the receiving end of the giving, the um, person who's in receipt of volunteer support, etc., is clearly having a benefit. But it is also beneficial to the person who is volunteering or giving. Yes, and so keeping ourselves busy... Uh, being able to give back to others is a really important part and has been shown by uh, surveys and studies to be a really important part of human uh, well-being. Um, the idea of being able to help other people, um, even if you may be going through difficulties yourself, um, seems to have a beneficial effect on how we feel about ourselves and the world around us. Yes, the five ways to well-being... Uh, is promoted quite extensively through NHS websites, etc. For anyone struggling with their mental well-being, it's an approach that is recommended. And um, looking at the website, uh, the idea of giving to others, quoting from there, can create positive feelings and a sense of reward, giving you a feeling of purpose and self-worth and helping you to connect with other people. Volunteering is probably slightly different these days, again, due to COVID, but, but I think there are exceptions in volunteer roles with regard to some of the restrictions that are placed generally. Yes, I think obviously, as, as with any work, uh, be it unpaid in this case, obviously with volunteering, um, it's important that that sort of work continues. And I think we, throughout the pandemic, in fact, uh, volunteering has been one of those things which has been allowed to happen even when other things have been closed down. And in many ways, there's been a sort of springing up, a surge of volunteering opportunities in terms of communities coming together to support their local vulnerable people, to do shopping, to collect prescriptions and so on. And I think that probably is something that is giving a lot of people all those beneficial feelings that giving creates yes it was an amazing thing to hear right at the very beginning of the very first lockdown if we cast our minds back that far now um some of you will remember that there was a drive through the uh, uk government to um, recruit volunteers for various support roles and i think almost a million people at that point volunteered through the government website um, to volunteer in some capacity or another and and, and that's really gratifying uh, and it would be great to see those one million people or other people even, even more people than that one million, um, continue with their volunteering even after the pandemic is over. So in this episode, 
Um, you actually went off and met Delwyn during a brief period when we weren't in lockdown, when rules were slightly more relaxed. You had the opportunity to meet with Delwyn for a kind of socially distanced chat. I did, yes. I was given the responsibility and hopefully discharged it appropriately. And now that we're in our third lockdown, um, I'm having a chat with Cynthia once again remotely. So Excellent. Here we go. Okay, so here we are. Um, and um, I'm pleased to say I have um, Delwyn with me today, um, who uh, is going to submit himself to the Mystery Voice questions. So we'll, we'll, we'll get started. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Who are you and what do you do? Delwyn ydyn enw i a dwi yn gadeirydd yn tan y maen ers tu'r saith blynydd yn. A dwi yn cefnogi y gwaith mae tan y maen yn neud dros y blynydd ar dwythau tuag at salwch meddwl. My name is Delwyn. Uh, I'm a chair of, men, of the tan y maen, of the board of tan y maen, and I support wholeheartedly the work that tan y maen does for the mental health well-being of the community. Have you ever had a nickname? If not, what nickname would you give yourself and why? Mr Putin. Pam, achos bydd dwi wedi bod yn fair yn dal gallu dros saith mlynedd a mae'r cyngor yn dechrau meddwl mae fi sy'n rhedeg yr lle. Yes, I do have a nickname and that's called Mr Putin. And that was given to me by the councillors in Dolgetha because I have been mayor for seven years and they, they seem to think that Putin is the excellent name that they should give somebody who's dictating the council. What one thing are you most proud of and why? Well, doing Gevnogol Iawn or Teili, doing Gevnogol Iawn or Bobol sy'n gweithredu dros bobol eraill. I'm very proud of my community, the Welsh community, and I am so proud of all the volunteers who are giving their time free day after day to uh, care for people in the community. What do you do to relax? Dwi'n edrych ar y teledu namal. Dwi'n lico mynd allan am bwynt a panad o goffi yn y bore. Um, Efo'r argyfwng yma, os am llawer o ddim byd arall y drynu neud, ond dwi'n lico cerdded am mawddach treil y fyd. Um, I enjoy watching television. I enjoy going out for a pint in the evening. And I also enjoy going out for a coffee morning. But with this um, illness that's going around now, all of this has been curtailed. So my best thing to do now is to go for a walk and I walk the Mother Trail every day. What do you do when it's raining? Eastern a tear and we are amser on me naive and amdro across between God, but I thought on a spritter and her hide some dog and pass a mind amdro. I would prefer to stay in the house, but whether it rains or not. We do have to get rid of the cobwebs 
and therefore I will go for a walk whether it's raining or not. Seaside or countryside? Countryside, glad, glad, glad. Well, how can I glad that we had another mawr and we dalid or datra i amgylch I'm a country boy by trade, for, for life, born and bred here in the countryside. I've worked in very big cities, but I still come home to the little countryside of Dolgellan. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Oh, great, Derwin. That was really great. Thank you very much for those. Um, and um, you, met, you mentioned as we were talking there about your um, uh, very lengthy period of service on the council. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that. And um, I think you've been mayor of Dolgeth Life for uh, a number of years as well. So maybe um, uh, the listeners would like to hear just, just what that entails and, and what that means to you as, as far as uh, the work's concerned. Dwi wedi bod yn gynghorwr ers dwi fil a dau. A dwi wedi bod yn ffotos iawn i fod yn fair am saith mlynedd ar y tro. Um, gwaith y mae'r rheoli ydy mynd allan i'r gymuned ac yn rhan yn y gymuned efo agor siop neu cael um, coffee mornings a hyn a llall. Gwaith y mae'r ydy fod cofio be mae eisiau wneud i'r dre be mae'r dre eisiau. Um, I have been very fortunate. I've been on the council now for, since 2002 and I have been mayor for seven years running. The duty of the mayor really is just to go out into the community, speak to the community, um, join in, in coffee mornings, opening of shops and studios and make sure that you are part of their community and that you look after what they need when you go back into the council offices. Great, thank you. Um, how often um, do the council councillors meet? Because some people may not even be aware that we have a town council in Dolgetlai. So um, how often do they meet and, and what sort of things do you discuss during council meetings? Mae'r cyngor ar gael ar y dimawdd cyntaf bob mis am saith o'r gloch. Achos yr argyfwn, dan i ddim yn medru cyfarfod mewn stafell, dan i cyfarfod ar Zoom. The council meets on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock. And due to this virus and the pandemic, we unfortunately do not have public meetings anymore, but we do have Zoom meetings and if anybody from the public wishes to join the Zoom meeting, then th- th- we are gladly accept them to do so. Excellent. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, just the last question now. So um, you've also been involved with Tanamine, as you've said, for quite a number of years as well. And you're currently the uh, chair of the uh, board of directors of Tanamine. So again, maybe if you could just tell us what that entails and what that means to you as far as your, uh, your work is concerned uh, in that. It's a voluntary role, isn't it? That role. Yeah, we did put a part of Tanamine as a side with another one. Um, 
unwaith eto, dwi'n di bod yn lwcus neu yn anlwcus i fod yn gadeirydd ers llawer blwyddyn. Um, I have been a member of Town of Mai now for many years and like the council, I have been fortunate again to be chair for many years. Beth mwy efo dreid aid am Tan y Main, ydy bod Tan y Main ers pan dwi yno dechrau wedi dwad allan i'r gymuned. Dyna ddim yn gweithio jyst i blaen yn ffestunio gwan, maen nhw o'n bermod o'r gellau bala a maen nhw gweithio trw pwlleli hefyd. A dyna beth a ni fod i'n neud ydy gweithio yn y gymuned a bod ni yno os da chi eisiau ni. Um, the thing about Tan y Main is that we have changed from being in Blaenau Festiniog, although the headquarters are there, Tanamai now has extended its boundaries to Tywyn, Dolgetha, Bala, Barmouth. I was fortunate enough to shake hands with Prince Charles when he was in Dolgetha and we talked about Tanamai then. Oh, wonderful, thank you very much, great. Um, so, um, as ever with lots of charities, um, Tanamai and I are always on the lookout for people who might be interested in being involved as a trustee. So, um, just give us a little bit, if you can, of an idea of what that entails for you. Um, and then I'll, I'll talk about how people can then, um, if, they, if they're interested, can make contact with us. Pam ar hyn yn ymddeol, y job fwyaf i'n neud ydy talun ôl i'r gymuned byddwch chi wedi gael. When you retire, one of the main things that you wish to do is to pay back into the community. A dwi'n talun ôl i'r gymuned, wrth gwirfeddoli ar y cyngor efo'r meddwl iechyd ac efo'r hennoed ar anabl. Ac mae paying back to, uh, to the community is that I am interested in mental health well-being, I am interested in the elderly, and I am certainly interested in the disabled, whether they are physically or mentally disabled. And I have been on Disability Wales representing Merioneth for a long time. That's made me ask another question now. <laughs> so this will be the last one, I promise. Um, obviously we've been going through uh, a very difficult time and obviously the older members of our community have obviously had that probably a lot worse than maybe the younger members given the nature of the, uh, of the, of the disease that we're facing. So would you be able to tell us what you um, have been able to see about how the um, how the older members uh, how the older members of the community have been able to cope during during this uh, last sort of six to eight months. Mae'r hennoed wedi cael ei edrych ar ei hola, maen nhw wedi bod yn hunan ein nysu a maen nhw'n rhai efo clefyd iechyd wedi cael ei sildio. Um, the elderly in the community have been well looked after during this. Um, they have been shielded and they have been self-isolating. Ond, mae'r rhaid meddwl yn bod yr argyfwng yma yn mynd yn bellach ac mae'r bobl yn dechrau cael digon ar nefo a mae'r rhaid ni edrych sydd â ni mynd yn ôl i fyw, byw fel oedd ni. And we've got to look at these days. We've been on this lockdown now twice uh, and what we've got to do, we've got to think about trying to get back to living normally because there's many disadvantages to this, especially in mental health. There are people who cannot meet, there are people who cannot afford the rent because they are out of work and they are furloughed and that doesn't pay the bills. You know, 
paying paying rent, they they still have to feed. They have to pay other bills, and if they're not working, then it's very sad. And um, in a small community, we are very lucky in that we have volunteers who will knock on your door and say, "Do you want any help?" But, um, you know, in terms of volunteering, whether that's as a trustee or uh, just for the work that we do, you know, Tana Mine and I'm sure other other charities locally are looking for volunteers. So if there's anyone out there who feels that they can give back to the community in some way, if they make contact with us through our website, that's www.tanamine, T-A-N-Y-M-A-E-N, uh, .org .uk, um, then um, obviously we will be able to either um, point you in the direction of volunteering or indeed use you as a volunteer in our own projects. So that, that's wonderful. So thank you very much, Delwyn, for your time and uh, your wonderful answers. And um, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much indeed. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. So Eileen, uh, it was great to hear from Delwyn there. And I think now it's your turn. Yes, so I'm off to chat to Cynthia, another of our volunteers. But unlike you, I've got to do this remotely. Yes, unfortunately, lockdown's kicked in and uh, we're back to remote uh, recording. So um, the next uh, section will be with Cynthia, who is one of our mentoring and support volunteers. And we have all the foibles of internet connectivity going on here. Yes, yeah, so apologies uh, for the um, slight echo maybe occasionally on this recording, but we hope it doesn't detract too much from the content that we're trying to uh, uh, help you to understand. And we have a few little um, interruptions from our four-legged friends. So I love a good, I love a good barking dog. There are a few barks going on here, so be warned. Excellent. So, fire away, Eileen and Cynthia. Ah, hello, Cynthia. Hello, how are you? You're there. Very good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you, yes. Ah, excellent. So, here we are, back in another lockdown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you coping with it okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Plenty yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, good. So, obviously, having to record this remotely mm, as yes. a result of lockdown um, and thank you for being willing to join in with us I think I'm getting a little bit of a feedbacky noise I'm not quite sure why but hopefully it's nothing um, mm. <laughs> too serious yes. hopefully... I, I can't hear anything all <laughs> oh, right it's just a little fizz it's actually oh. on my yeah my mm. voice but oh. never mind Hopefully there it will um, level out. Yeah. Yes. So what I was going to do was um, we'll have the mystery voice questions, if that's all right with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you may have listened to some of the podcasts. So you know I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm prepared. <laughs> very oh. good. The mystery voice will fire some questions at you. And yes. then after that, we'll maybe have a little chat. Is that okay? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. So on, on we'll go with the mystery voice. Who are you and what do you do? Um, 
I'm Cynthia Roberts and I volunteer for Tanamine. So that um, when we used to meet in the free library, um, I would go to the uh, Friday sessions and help where need be and just generally talk and befriend the um, people that, that met there, the clients that met there. A very enjoyable um, morning and afternoon always. Tea or coffee? Tea always. I'm, I'm not a coffee person at all. Cake or pasty? That is a bit of a strange choice for me. I quite like sweet, um, like mince pies and things like that, but I wouldn't really say I was a pasty person. So all depending really on what the, um, what the options are. <laughs> I can always go for cake and I could always eat nice sweet pastries, yes. What one thing are you most proud of and why? I didn't expect this question. Um, I don't know. I'm proud to be the mum of my kids, I suppose. And, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm proud proud to say that, um, you know, I belong uh, to Tanamine. I, I find that uh, very rewarding. I'm, you know, proud that I've sort of, slotted in and people have taken to me and I've taken to the people and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do to relax? Um, my main relaxation, obviously, when the weather is not like this, um, would be gardening. I wouldn't say I'm the probably best garden, gardener, the most knowledgeable. Um, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy being outside, pottering around in the garden. Um, and likewise, like dog walking, anything really where I can be outside. And then, of course, my other passion is craft. And again, when the weather is good, I can actually do that down in my new um, shed stroke studio have my doors and window open so again it's like being outside so yes i find those things very relaxing what do you do when it's raining um i would pretty well say the, the same sort of things if i can get out in the garden or get out without getting too wet i would either garden or walk the dogs but I like to have a lot of different sort of options. You know, if I'm not doing anything in the craft line, I may pick up knitting or a good book um, or even things like, you know, telephoning one of the family or something like that. Yeah, something that takes me out of myself. What do you think of mindfulness and what is your favourite mindfulness meditation? Mindfulness is very important. I do believe that a lot of people rush through life day to day without really giving um, mindfulness, uh, you know, any thought at all. I, th I think especially now I've retired, I just find it so nice to actually be able to 
sit and or not necessarily sit but to look and to smell and to hear it's like when i take the dogs a walk we go by a little um stream well it's a stream in the winter but it dries up in the summer and just sometimes to stand there and to actually listen to the water going over the 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 rocks and what have you um it is so so relaxing and it just makes you think really you know uh, how how lucky we are to sort of um be able to tap into this amazing nature that's all around us so yes i wouldn't say i do any particular mindfulness meditation but just by looking and listening and smelling is is good enough for me if you know what i mean what is your favorite mood boosting food i do believe and i know it sounds probably a little silly i do believe bananas are very good for us and i i, I have read stuff where if you eat bananas particularly on their own um they have this sort of mood boosting property but i mean in the real world if i didn't go for a banana it probably would be chocolate have you ever had a nickname if not what nickname would you give yourself and why apparently when i was <laughs> when i was born um i don't know obviously i can't remember that far back but apparently they used to have little um I don't know whether they were like little, almost like a dummy with a, like a little bottle uh, attached where you could give um, babies, I don't know, I'm assuming a drink in it. I think they were called dinky feeders. And mm. apparently, <laughs> until I went to school at five, I was called dinky. But <laughs> apparently... My mum decided, well, my parents decided that, no, I was going to go to school, so they better drop that. And then I think that is when I, I was known by my proper name. But um, other than perhaps names that people might have called me at some point or other, that's the only nickname I can think of that I've ever been called. It's the Mental Health Podcast. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. That was great. Good answers. That uh, mystery voice questioner is a little bit challenging. They are, aren't they? Tough ones there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just, I mean, obviously, you know, we know you very well Mm. as a volunteer with us. And you mentioned that you went along to the Friday sessions when we were at um, the Free Library. Obviously, you've had to learn very quickly how to use Zoom and you continue to support people through the Zoom um, craft sessions, yeah. don't you? Yes. How are you finding that? Yes, very good. Um, I know, I, I suppose in a way it's like, it's never going to be like the real thing. It's never going to be like meeting people actually in the flesh. But I suppose in a way it is a good alternative. You know, I think when when things are against you, you have to look for things that are going to uh, fill that gap 
um, well, sometimes, however small. But I think with the group on Zoom, um, everybody seems to have fun. You know what I mean? It, 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 I always yeah. come away from the Zoom meeting feeling quite like, oh, that was good. So, mm. yes, yes. I think yeah. the thing that annoys, well, not perhaps annoys, but the irritating thing is sometimes that um, technology isn't always as good as you would like it to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes, especially living here, you know, sort of things drop in and drop out and it's like yes. you know freezing up and what have you but in in yeah. general it, it is a good alternative i think you know yeah. even probably if and when we get back to being shall we dare say normal um mm -hmm. i still think there probably will be um space for zoom for people that perhaps um actually can't get to say the free library or library or wherever so people can actually, um, you know, join in or perhaps people yeah. that don't want to have the full on contact of other people, but can still yeah. sort of see what's going on. Perhaps people that are new that would like to see what it's like before they actually venture through that door. So, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. It does have its advantages yes. without yes. doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, as well as those disadvantages that you've mentioned. Yeah. And you also support on a one-to-one -one basis as well, don't you? So telephone support. Yes, yeah. Again, you know, when things, when we are allowed to, there may be the occasional face-to-face -face support that you will give to individuals, yeah. which is great. I think they can really benefit from that kind of less formal approach, that friendship, that befriending yeah, mentoring yeah. kind of relationship yeah. can be really, really helpful. I think so. Sorry, I was going to say, I think anybody that's lived a little bit of life can could do something like this. You know, I think sometimes people just need somebody, somebody to talk to, just somebody to listen to them. Uh, I think a lot of problems are often cause through loneliness or uh, you know oh, yes. sort of that isolated feeling where just somebody to listen to your problems is a help it you know the first step so yeah yes absolutely yes you'll often find someone might come to us and say that they want counseling and you know actually counseling can be a whole host of things yeah. and we we talk about talking therapies and sometimes at that lower level, all it needs to be is a friendly voice or a friendly face yes. that's met with or spoken to once a fortnight, once a week, mm -hmm. whatever the mm -hmm. kind of commitment is, yeah. just to offload a bit, to feel less isolated yeah. Yeah. and to feel that someone is listening and cares and I think at the moment, given the sort of situation we're all in, people are feeling even more isolated. Yes, yeah. So I think it's important that people like yourself and other volunteers we have are able to provide that support, albeit that it might be over the telephone yeah. or it might be on Zoom. But, you know, there there is that service there, mm, which mm -hmm. I think helps. Yeah break down that isolation That's right. and that loneliness I, I think yeah. I think even if you're not feeling down or you know ill or recovering from whatever you almost feel so much better 
when you've had a good old chin wag, it's like, yes, you know, let it all, let all your steam out as it were. So, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, and I'm talking again, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> talking is just a natural, a natural therapy, isn't it? You know, yes, and you can see that we're both <laughs> desperate to talk. <laughs> oh bless yes yeah and I know again thinking back to when you first started volunteering I'm remembering that you used to come in before you were ready to commit fully because you were still working you came in occasionally when you had some free time you came to observe what was going on during Friday craft sessions Mm. and just get a sense of whether it was something that you wanted to do. Um, did you find that a helpful approach that um, you kind of tested the water a little bit first? I, I think because of the past situation, I think I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, mm. And in a way, I suppose, um, like work got in the way, as it were. But like mm. I say, when I could actually sort of, um, legitimately sort of you know come and see so yes it was nice it was nice to sort of like you say test the water um even though I think in my mind I, w- I was pretty certain that you know this was what I wanted to do especially with retirement looming um mm. looking at other people and you know stories you hear and uh, well I thought that you need, you do need to actually plan retirement. It's no good just saying, Mm. oh, that's good. I'm not going to work anymore. I'm going to have all this time. Because I think when Mm. all of a sudden you might have 40 hours to fill, (laughs) it's Mm. quite a long time. It's a a lot of time to fill up. And I think if you don't do it um, very purposely, purposefully um then you know i think that can weigh quite heavy um you know on people and then all of a sudden you find somebody that was probably very happy at work all of a sudden feeling actually themselves quite down and isolated and all the rest of it and it's like the ball then starts rolling again doesn't it so um absolutely yes yeah yeah and Phil and I sort of earlier on in this episode were talking about the fact that um, volunteering is a two-way process. Oh, the person yes. who's receiving that support is benefiting. But I think as you've rightly pointed out, it can be really good for you as a volunteer. Definitely. It's not yeah. just a one-way yeah. route, is it? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also interesting, you know, obviously you've been working, you've had a long working career, which you've hopefully enjoyed. Yes, I have. But volunteer- <laughs> <laughs> volunteering just gives that extra dimension, yes, doesn't it? Yeah. A lot of us, a, a lot of people yeah. are in jobs that they have to do. They, you know, it's it can become routine, mm-hmm. mundane mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and there are tasks that they may not enjoy as part of that mm, working life. Right. But with volunteering, you're making that definite commitment. It's almost like you've got that freedom to do something quite different, yeah. quite which can be a little bit more satisfying, perhaps. Mm, I don't mm. know what you think about Yes, that, I think it? that is the difference, isn't it, really, between, um, mm. you know, by going to work, you, you have to get up in the morning, you have to do that 
Whereas if you're yes. volunteering, you can say, right, I'm going to do this three days a week, two days a week, or whatever, whatever is needed. Yes. Um, and, yes. you know, you don't feel as though you've got your boss breathing down your neck or something like that. <laughs> so, you know, it is a, it's a far more relaxed. And, it, and I've personally found, like, like you rightly say, there is such a lot of... Um, pleasure in it so much reward in it so yes, yes. yeah good good that's brilliant and i know that the our client groups certainly appreciate all your input mm. and support and um i think over the zoom we've seen your creativity flourish and your um demonstration of what you've been able to yes. produce yeah really really well received mm. and it, it's lovely to see that happening that you've actually had the time now to develop those activities yes. and interests yeah. that you want for yourself as this well. is it yeah um, yeah as you say retirement does take planning for mm. it does take you know you really need to put in place something to keep to look after your well-being yeah yes. and i think you, you seem to have managed to have done that really mm. well Cynthia, both with your volunteering and your crafting mm. I, I was talking to somebody strangely enough um recently and um we had the conversation about to be a good carer to be a good volunteer um you've got to be good yourself because if you don't feel good in yourself if you're not positive in yourself how can you help anybody else? You know, it's, I think it's a case you have to get yourself sorted yes. out before you can sort of, you know, try yes. and help anybody else. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. Um, again, we do welcome volunteers from all walks of life and in, indeed people who've t benefited from our organisation's mm. support in the past often come back to us wanting to volunteer yeah. and we we do need to know that they have got quite a long way through their journey before committing to volunteering because it can be very triggering if you're dealing with people who have got issues yeah. who have got anxiety or depression and if you're not fully kind of or a long way in the kind of recovery process then it can be quite difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. to give appropriate support yeah. and not to sort of turn in on yourself mm, really. mm, yes. um, yeah 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 so it's that, that kind of resilience we spoke about resilience last week and it's a bit about that that you know once you're feeling you've developed that resilience that's it yeah yeah deal with the kind of issues that might come mm. up then that's a really good time to start thinking about volunteering in the sort of mental health well-being area. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Good. So, yes, we look forward to you being at our next um, Zoom Art and Craft session, which is happening fortnightly. Um, so that's a really good activity. Mm. And... Other than that, there is your occasional support on that one-to-one -one basis, which is, is great too. So thanks for all that you do, Cynthia. My, my it's very pleasure. much valued and appreciated. And thanks for being a guest on our podcast. You're very, you're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot.
Take yeah, care. Andrew, bye. 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 It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. As ever, some really interesting guests there and lovely to see how people can contribute to our service as volunteers and we really really appreciate and value their support enormously indeed yes you can see the importance there of both people who are willing to be trustees in charities and also people willing to uh, provide the support Um, both are really important and um, we hope that uh, lots of people will be able to hopefully come forward and uh, give their time to either of those roles it was also great to hear um, Delwyn speaking to us in Welsh, so a lovely bilingual episode for you there. And um, I have got to say that I did start to learn Welsh. I've done about three years, so I am a Welsh learner, but I'm certainly not fluent enough to hold a conversation in Welsh. Um, it was a lovely way to engage with other people as I was doing my course and to meet with other learners. So again, that's another thought for people that if you do want opportunities to engage and connect with other people, particularly if you're new to an area, um, it can be a really good thing to do. Excellent, yes. And so finally, if you really want to get involved in volunteering, please do visit our website at www.tanamine, spelled T-A-N-Y-M-A-E-N, .org.uk. So, all that's left to do now is to see how you've progressed, Phil, with your ukulele playing. Yes, there's been lots of practice, uh, as per the first episode, way back uh, uh, in those distant times, uh, attached to uh, things that we're doing during the day. So hopefully you'll see a bit of a progression now. And I think we've got a treat because you're going to revisit that very first um, tune that you played for us, aren't you? To see whether we can see that progress has indeed been been made. Yes, indeed. So um, hopefully some of you will be able to spot this again. Well, I think it's back to Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Yes. Take it away, Phil. Thank you very much. See you next time.